Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. This podcast is also known as Kilgallen's Pub for you longtime listeners. Rocking a solo one today. I'm going to be rocking a solo podcast. You're going to have to deal with me shooting the shit with you all. Hope everyone had a great 4th of July weekend. I know I did. But before we really get into it, I got to thank you, the listeners. Can't do it without you, especially my Patreon subscribers. You guys are fantastic. I appreciate every single one of you. If you haven't signed up for the Patreon, get on that. Tons of bonus content already available. Plus, I do some weekly blog stuff. Just have some fun with you. It's good. It's good times. It's good times. Now, I do have to apologize. I had a guest in store, but they got last minute tickets to the Cubs game. And me being a crazy, dired Cubs fan, I had to respect that, even though they've been playing horribly lately. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's a beautiful night in Chicago. Get on out there. It's all right. We'll record next week or something like that. I do have uh, comedian Mike Kaplan going to be on the podcast next week. So I'll be releasing that some point. We're recording early next week. So I'll be letting you guys know all that good stuff. He's a hilarious dude who's been touring right now across America. Speaking of America, 4th of July. You have a good time? You guys have a fun one? What do you think about fireworks? This might be an unpopular opinion. Kind of overrated. I'm sorry. Here's how I like my fireworks. I was at a buddy's a buddy's house party. He's got a beautiful rooftop deck. Unbelievable. Great cook, too. Jonah Jerkins, comedian's been on this podcast. Hope he doesn't mind me telling him this, but I or telling this story. I asked Jonah, I go, dude, you are a phenomenal cook, man. Everything I've ever eaten that you've made, delicious. The man could work a grill he's got skills. So I said, I'm like, how'd you learn how to cook like this? And he goes, well, my family. And then he kind of had a throat clear. He's like, my family. And I thought he was going to say are all phenomenal cooks. But instead he said, my family, horrible, worst cooks ever. I didn't have a single decent meal growing up. So when I became an adult, I read books, cookbooks. I, uh, Bobby Flay, I watched his videos and which is funny because I look like Bobby Flay. I get that all the time. I know. And I'm telling you, I'm t- I was telling you, Jonah, I'm like, you got to, dude, you got to open a restaurant. He's putting like green chili underneath the cheese on this burger that was already seasoned to perfection. I'm like, my God, Jonah, if I wasn't married and I swung that way, I'd be going your in your direction. He doesn't swing that way either, but he's got a great house. He's a really fun guy to hang out with. He's real easy. He's clean. I puked all over his house once in several different rooms. He cleaned it up like immediately and wasn't even that mad about it. He was pretty pissed the next day, but you know, he, he still handled it well. He's like, I get it. People puke. Never seen him really get mad. Everyone listening to this podcast, go back, go back and listen to episodes, which I've had Jonah Jerkins on that man is wife material likes watching gossip girl. I'm sure I, I bet he, I bet he'd be into that. He's got a podcast about the bachelor fun, dude, fun, dude. Anyway, fun party too. I made this mistake though. I don't know if it was a mistake. I think I just need more seasoning. A couple of the comics were like, hey, we're going to go to the store and get some cigars. Does anyone want one? And I'm like, yes, I'm all over that shit. I would love a cigar. Haven't had a cigar in a long time, but I was watching The Odd Couple, a movie that came out in 1968 with Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. And there's a poker game scene, which by the way, the the dialogue on that movie, top notch, especially the poker scene, about 10 minutes in the movie. Every line is perfect written so well. Neil Simon. Great. One of the dudes is smoking a cigar and I'm like, that looks cool as fuck to me. And I'm at that age, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now. Cigar feels right. So I'm like, yes, give me in on that action. I would love a cigar too. come back with the cigars. Everyone's excited to start puffing away at these things. 
my guy james webb he has the thing that like cuts you know you like snip the back of the cigar and i didn't use it right i tried to cut it and i I fucked it up i broke the thing that slices it and i i was spitting out little pieces of the cigar in my that was getting my mouth so clearly i fucked that up like a real idiot and i was enjoying it cigar had a nice little flavor you know you don't inhale otherwise you're insane but you puff away no one had a good lighter, so I felt like I was relighting it constantly, even though I was really working on it. But it becomes like a homework assignment, smoking that thing. You got to really pay attention to it. And then you look at it, and you're like, I, I've gotten enough out of this. And then there's always people around going, oh, there's so much more to smoke, though. I'm like, what? what, what yeah, I, I want to go back and mingle with people, and half the people around here don't want me with a big stogie in their face. That doesn't seem fun for anyone. So I need to work on it. If anyone listening has got or watching has cigar tips, Throw them my way because I would love to be that guy. Remember last year when the last dance was on ESPN? Everyone's watching that Bulls documentary. It's a great shot of Jordan in the like smoking a cigar in the locker room. Just doesn't give a shit. Just it's something about a cigar that just says, I mean business. So don't don't fucking try that shit with me. You know, you're just puffing away looking awesome. It's a good way, to, it's a good look, it's my point. So it was good. It was good Fourth of July experience. I mentioned fireworks. Not being a big fan of those. I like them in that setting. We're on a rooftop. We we're just outside of downtown Chicago. Fireworks were going off. They're in the background. I don't like the destination of fireworks. I don't like the event of we all got to get together and shoot off fireworks because I'm not eight. I don't. No disrespect to people who love fireworks, but I'm just I'm over them. They piss off dogs. They piss off veterans. There's always some asshole out there who's like, oh, sorry if it gives you PTSD. I like things that go boom, boom. It's like, fuck off. I've seen that. Literally seen people make posts going, hey, by the way, check in. There might be some veterans on your block. The fireworks might be putting them through some emotional hell. And they're like, fuck that, America. Do people still say America, America, America? Do they still do it without pronouncing the A at the beginning? Or is that shit been put to bed yet? Because I would love it if that was put to bed. That was funny for like, what, two years? It was a South Park thing, I believe. South Park, classic, amazing show. Love it. But that even they would be like, that joke, can we retire it? Can we put that shit in the ground? Mark, I love America. And, and it's it's just played. Why do people who love to party always ruin jokes? Because you kind of want them around because they love to party. Like, ah, oh, this guy loves to party. But they will just kill a thing shouting America. I don't know. It's just all the same. There's just a lot of rah, rah bullshit. And, and I'm not an America hater. I love living in America. I appreciate America. I know, but I'm also honest. I'm honest in the things that we're lacking that we can be better with, but I'm not one of those people that shits on the 4th of July. 4th of July is a fantastic holiday. You, you grill, you hang out, you try to get outside because you're trying to appreciate the country. You know, the land, all that good stuff. It's simple, simple holiday. You don't even have to dress any certain way. I know people like to wear their Old Navy American flag t-shirt. What a racket that is. Old Navy. They could have made an American flag shirt 20 years ago when that store first started popping that just was a cool flag logo. But no, what do they do? They put the year on it. They throw 2011, 2013. They put their year on every one of those damn shirts so some mother of five out there is like, no, we'll do it every year. We get matching shirts. Isn't that fun? My kids wore matching shirts. It's it's fine. It's cute. But it gets to a point where you're like, all right, every year, every year we got to buy a new shirt. 
This, this can't be good for the environment at some point. I'm surprised I haven't come across a gang of homeless men wearing Old Navy 2002 4th of July celebration t-shirts. It's a little, something's happening to these shirts. Are people just using them rags in their garage? I'm on to you, Old Navy. I'm on to you. But yeah, when it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, again, I, I sound like an old man saying I don't like fireworks. Because I think they're fine, but I think they, I think they're fine where they are. I don't want to go. Don't invite me. But when fireworks are a destination where it's like, Hey, we're going to go drive out to this open field or, you know, off the beach by the lake, they shoot off fireworks there. They got a real great display. It's cool. Do it. Bring a cooler. Have a good time. Love that. But when you're doing it at every street corner, like in Chicago, which by the way, Chicago is one of these dumb cities that has a ban on fireworks, or maybe it's the whole state of Illinois. Nobody follows it. Literally everyone drives to Indiana or Wisconsin to buy their fireworks. So you're taking revenue out of the state, a state that's already poorly run. It's just dumb. Either find the people for doing it, which I don't even agree with, or sell them yourselves and make money on the taxes. Fucking idiots. They don't do that though, but do it there. Have it be out where it's like an event. But because in my neighborhood and all over this city, it's just fireworks every five blocks. I remember when I was driving home from the 4th of July party I was at, I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's where they shoot these off. Because I see them on my window and I was wondering how close these assholes were. Cool. Good to know. Fucking hillbillies standing in a busy street shooting off fireworks. Look, look at that one, Ma. Ma, see that one? Like, it's the same shit. I was eight and I was over it. Really, I was. I remember, being like, I remember being like, oh, oh, it's cool. I really like the thing at the end. That was cool. And then that was the end of it. And yet there's so many people out there who still act like it's the first time they've seen it. Stop being pricks to dogs and veterans. Okay. I really wish that they would ban them from being happening in neighborhoods. Imagine serving this fucking country. You saw some shit, right? You were in the shit and you come back and some fucking jerk off who never helped anyone a day in his life is like, sorry, bro. got a bunch of M eighties. Got to let him off. Have fun uh, dealing with that emotional shit you're going through. Hope you don't beat your wife and kids. Like what a fucking prick that kid is. I swear to God. I mean, I don't know. It just, those are the people though, right? The ones who shout America, the ones who are the first to say, get the fuck out of my country. If you don't love it, they're the ones who disrespect the country more than anyone, the troops, all that stuff. And yet they're the fucking loudest this time of year. It's annoying. It's annoying. All right. We'll talk about some other stuff. It was a fun summer party. I, I liked, you know what it was? This is when, you know, a party is pretty good. When people start to roll up where you're like, Hmm, all right. An hour ago, I knew everyone. Now I only know half the people who are all the new people coming in. That means they heard about the party. That means someone got on the horn and said, Hey, sick party's going down. Come on over. You know, but you better bring some shit. I didn't bring anything actually. Now that I say it, um, I didn't know what kind of, I didn't know it was going to be a party. I thought it was like a get together. And I literally texted, I have a rule. If I text multiple times and you say nothing, I'm not bringing shit. I'm not playing the code games. I know everyone goes, that's code. No, you always bring that. Of course they tell you not to bring something, but that, that means, you know, bring at least beer. I'm like, no, I literally asked, I go, do you need beer? Do you need buns? Do you need meat? I asked all three of those things. I was told. All I need is you. Literally, it's what was said. And I appreciate that. It made me feel good inside. But then I'm showing up empty-handed. 
You gave me the green light to show up empty-handed. Now, he he didn't complain. Jonah, who's hosting the party, did not say anything. But I'm sure there'd be some people who'd be like, nah, dude, you got to bring something. You got, you know what I did? I said, I, I'll go for the run if we need more stuff. I, I The run is on me. Made that offer. But I'm not playing the games. If you want me to bring something, say fucking bring something. Okay? Don't be doing that whole nonsense of, oh, we're fine. I think we'll, we'll be okay with it. And then I show up empty-handed, and later people are like, well, maybe if someone brought something, it's like, hey, fuckhead, I would have, okay? But now I'm not getting back in my goddamn car. I got a real chill situation happening right here. You go fucking get it, dickhead. Like, you know you know who I'm talking about. We all know that person. All right, what else is going on in the news today? How about those poor bastards in Florida? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm laughing because that was like the worst way to segue into that. If you live in Florida and you know anyone who died because that building collapsed, I feel sorry for you. Um, and those people that is horrific. I shared a clip from Joe Rogan's podcast that he did a couple years ago in which he was talking to a libertarian guy who was trying to tell him that regulations are bullshit and the government needs to get out of the regulation game. And R- Rogan was like, well, that's insane. Cause we have to have building codes at least, right? You have to, there has to be a certain standard in which things are built. And he's like, no, no, the free market would figure that out. Because if you were building bad buildings, people would just want to buy buildings off of you. Okay. he tr- you can't. And Rogan made the point. He's like, you can't trust corporations to do the right thing. That's just, that, that will never, ever happen. We've seen this time and time again. Whenever we've cut taxes, like, you know, and there are times when a tax cut is the right thing to do, but we t- cut taxes for these, huge billion dollar corporations expecting them to then go hire employees with that money. They don't. You only hire employees if it's going to make you more money. I don't even fault them. That's their nature. Their nature is to make as much money as possible. Why would I get mad at them for doing that? That's what they're supposed to do. I'm annoyed that the government doesn't step in to fix that. And Rogan was right with his point. If you don't regulate, they will cut corners. Of course they will. Except Dave Thomas from Wendy's, everyone. A little fun fact for you. Wendy's burgers are square cut because Dave Thomas did not believe in cutting corners. RIP. What a, what a what a handsome son of a bitch. Real cute daughter, too. Although I said that once. I go, the Wendy's logo, she's, she's pretty good looking. And someone's like, I think that's like a 12-year-old. And I'm like, I don't see that. I see her as like a 21-year-old, 22-year-old. And then I look closer. I'm like, shit, she does look a little young. And then I felt like a creep for a minute or two. But really, from a distance, I thought, like, hey, Wendy, she serves good food. Seems like she'd be a fun time out. I don't know. But also, I was thinking of Dave Thomas, and I was thinking he has an adult daughter. That's what I was thinking. Forget the Wendy stuff. But listen, if you do, if some regulations could probably be a nuisance, right? But I think most of them, for the most part, do serve a purpose. Now, the ones that are like, oh, you have to get a permit to serve alcohol from you know, this time to this time in your own bar because of some weird old law. Yeah. Those are dumb. Okay. I get that. There are, there are certain things, city ordinances that are, are, you know, I mentioned the state of Illinois has a ban on fireworks sales, but they don't ban actual fireworks. Everybody is shooting off fireworks. Like I mentioned, they just buy them from Indiana. That's like a stupid thing. That's, I guess that's a government regulation or it's like a law, but as far as like building regulations and food, I want, no, I want there to be a government entity there. That's where the government does a great job, actually. Do you know how I know? Because I have I eat all the time and I rarely, I know food poisoning exists, but rarely. Imagine if there wasn't government regulations for like a health inspector. 
you don't think like a busy time they're like uh let's just you know let's let's cut some corners here oh that smells okay yeah i think we could serve it for another day i then fuck that hell no definitely not i would i want i i want some sort of grade this kitchen was inspected by this person yeah and i know the response that would be like oh joe but they just pay off the health inspector okay sure i believe that happens probably but there's still a process at least give me the process of a health inspector shows up gotta grease the wheels then i i don't know but i definitely think this building collapsing in miami is tragically just enforces that you do need regulations okay because otherwise the corporations will do whatever they want and nobody would win in that scenario so i've been rocking a fitbit everybody uh my wife got me a fitbit for father's day i'm liking it so far i really am it monitors a lot of stuff so obviously the steps is a big thing you want to hit your steps i actually had a fun thing at that fourth of july party i mentioned which my buddy danny callis and his girlfriend showed up and I was like, hey, you know, I give them both a big hug. And then my phone started, my, not my phone, the Fitbit started to vibrate. And it said, congratulations, you just hit 10,000 steps. 10,000 steps is kind of harder than you'd think. You know, I went for a couple walks there with my dog and I didn't get 10,000 steps. You got to really kind of monitor that. And it's nice though, because you reminder reminded to move around and all that kind of stuff. Trying to lose a few pounds, get, getting some dad weight going on here. And do you know why dads gain so much weight? It's because nobody in this fucking house finishes their plate. And here I am looking at plates of food that have stuff all over them. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to throw away perfectly good mashed potatoes. I don't think so. Right? Oh, you got fries left on the plate. I'm going to eat that. Oh, you only ate half the chicken. Come on. Like, you know, I don't, I don't like wasting the food. So that's why as dads put on the plumpness. People think it's like a lazy thing. No, I'm running around chasing these kids like anyone else would. But it's all that extra food because my, my wife takes three bites of a burger and she's done. It's frustrating. You know, you got to eat people. But the Fitbit, though, what else I like about it is it monitors my sleep. And guys, I got I to gotta step it up. I really do. I need, to, I need to figure out something better because this was a better week and I'm averaging, let's see what the average is, six hours, 13 minutes. That's And the previous week was like five hours, 37 minutes. And that's not good. You can't average in the five-hour range for sleep or even a little over six. I want to get to a point where I'm averaging seven hours of sleep. It is too important. And what it's really good about this thing is it tells you the type of sleep. Last night wasn't great for me, actually. It was kind of a bad one. 54 minutes awake, it says, so it kind of knows when you're up a little bit. Four hours, 23 minutes of light sleep. One hour, seven minutes of REM, REM, rapid eye movement, and 34 minutes of deep sleep. Now, the you need the deep sleep to be close to an hour because deep sleep, what it does is it helps fight against dementia from what I read. The more deep sleep you have, you're like your brain goes through a cycle. And I think they say people who sleep more deep sleep in particular are less likely to have Alzheimer's and dementia, which those ones scare the shit out of me. Because at the end, all you have is your, your brain and your memories, right? That's, those are some really heartbreaking ones. You know, when people don't remember you and all that, not to be a downer, but those, those suck. So do everything you can. Um, so far I'm recommending the Fitbit. It's been working out pretty great for me. It's just, it's nice to have like those reminders, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in that where what you're being reminded of is stuff you could work on. It's so easy to get into bad habits, but if you have them right in forefront, you could really tackle those bad habits and change and form good habits. 
I think I've recommended this book on the podcast before. I will recommend it again. It is called Atomic Habits. James Clear, I believe, is the author's name. And I am not finished with the book yet because it's one of those books you read a chapter and then you want to really let it soak because you want to start putting the advice he's given into play, seeing how you know it works for you and all that kind of stuff, put it into practice. Um, so I'm about three quarters of the way through it, but I've been really loving it. Um, some useful stuff, but some of it's things where you're like, I can't believe I need a book to read this. There's a whole chapter called make it obvious. You want a good habit to form. You got to make it obvious. Meaning like you want to start eating more fruit, put the fruit at the front of the fridge. So when you open the fridge, bam, fruit right in your face, like thing, little things like that. You want to work out, you know, if you work out at home, move the exercise bike to a place where you're going to use it. I actually just recently did that. I had an exercise bike in my basement that was just collecting dust because it was in a part of my basement, like the unfinished side of my basement. I'm like, I want to hang out here. I don't want to be on this thing for 20 minutes staring at a brick wall that's boring looking. No, not fun. So I brought it out to the garage, which for the summer will be a little hotter, but then I'll get the sweat going a little bit better. Got a TV set up out there. You know what I mean? Get the pump on, watching some sports. You know, I mean, maybe I'll throw on some three stooges or something, get some laughing going. Now I'm burning calories on both, like all sorts of ways to burn calories in that regard. Right. So yeah, I really got to think about stuff like that, but yeah, sleep's important. I, every study of people who've lived long, people who've lived over a hundred years old, the number one thing, all of the people that they done research on was that they were good sleepers. And so whenever I hear people say, I'll sleep when I'm dead, I go, yeah, you'll be dead a lot sooner. You'll be dead way sooner. Get some sleep. Take a nap. You'll be you'll be more of a joy to be around. Everyone has this feeling that they're going to miss something. I can't take a nap. I'm going to miss something. Or, I, you know, I don't want to go to bed early. You're going to miss out on life. Don't get me wrong. There was a time in my 20s where a lot of fun shit did happen at 2 in the morning. You know, people say nothing good ever happens at 2 in the morning. Bullshit. A lot of fun stuff happens then. But then also, it's the same stuff that typically happens a couple hours before. I remember leaving a party recently and people were like, ah, oh, man, where are you going? I'm like, home. What am I going to miss? You guys standing around in a circle talking shit? I've got my fill of that for the night. It was fun. Good seeing you. I'm going to go home. Hit the hay. Pretty exhausted. I got to get some of that REM sleep I've been hearing so much about. You know what, guys? I am um, enjoying rambling with you all. This has been a lot of fun. But as I'm talking about how I need to sleep more, I'm realizing I need to sleep more. So I, I hope you enjoyed this little short episode of the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Uh, last week's episode was a great one. The week before, I had a couple of really good ones back to back. If you haven't checked those out yet, please do so. And, you know, tell your friends about it. And don't, you know, tell them to listen to ones with guests, of course. Not ones where I'm just rambling at midnight because I'm, you know, I wanted to be consistently getting podcasts out every week. Had someone cancel on me again. I don't know summer shit, but don't worry about it. I'm going to back. I'm, I'm recording a couple next week. That way, if someone cancels, I got one in the can. That's what you got to have. I'm going to have one in reserve for now on. So if there's another person who at the last minute can't do it, which happens, life gets in the way, but bam, dropping another episode. So it might not be about current events and shit like that, but it'll be some fun conversation, which is what I need to get back to having on this podcast. Everyone, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Cheers.